Good evening and welcome to the Night Sweats Podcast. I am your host, Hayden. Well, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there. Happy Mother... Mm, Samuel L. Jackson. No, we're not going to do that. So, as you can hear, I have some new equipment. I have some new microphones. I have a set of headphones courtesy of my buddy Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Thank you. I have an interface that completely eliminates the latency in my headphones. So as I talk, you can hear me as I talk. Well, you could hear me as I talk before, but you can hear my natural voice, not waiting to hear myself in the headphones. So if we were in a room someplace, I would talk just like this and you would listen just like this and no more delay. Thank you, Kyle and Houston, for your advice. I do appreciate it. Thanks for making me sound like less less of an idiot on here. Also have some uh, minor soundproofing equipment because these microphones are pretty powerful. And I'm sure you guys don't want to hear my son playing on his Oculus or the dandelions growing outside. Yeah, they're pretty powerful. Well... If you're hearing my voice, you just heard a couple of things. You heard the remastered intro. Um, Was able to plug directly into the interface this time. And it sounds less like it was recorded in my basement. However, it was, in fact, recorded in my basement. Thank you for that. Also, um, you heard my ad. I have an ad running for Anchor. I used to listen to another podcast. Well, I still listen to another podcast. And the host of the show suggested Anchor. And I've been with Anchor since the beginning. Which sounds funny because that was just a few short weeks ago. Um, but now uh, I have an ad. I can I can urge all of you to... Go out and make your voices heard as well, uh, if you so choose to start your own podcast. Additionally, I would like you to make your voices heard on my podcast. Send me your stories. Send me your voice messages. I I love hearing from you guys. Uh, So many of you have uh, reached out to me, and I do appreciate it. Keep sending me stories. Um... Let's see here. So, I've only been doing this a few weeks. I have listeners in eight different countries on five continents. Australia, you get to be both. Thank you. The United States, the UK, Ireland, Chile, Romania, Sweden, again, Australia, uh, the Philippines. Thank you guys for tuning in and listening to me every week. I do appreciate it. So now, a little bit of housekeeping. And that does not mean me doing copious amounts of laundry, although that is later on the schedule for me. Um, I want to talk for a minute about the world. And it's... It's a scary, unusual place right now. Uh, Nothing is certain. 
this is not the world that I grew up in and not the world that I expected my son to grow up in. I'm not going to give examples or tell a big story, but <clears throat> sorry, I'm a little bit, uh, a little bit stuffy. I will say this kindness, generosity, compassion, sympathy, empathy. These are all things that cost nothing, but they are priceless. Nobody knows what anybody else is going through. Nobody knows what you're going through. If you're having a bad day, maybe try to brighten somebody else's. And that way you can feel better. I do it all the time. Everybody needs to just slow down, take a minute, take a breath, and realize that it's not that bad. Okay, uh, I'm going to get off my soapbox there. I just... Noticing a lot of ugliness. Uh, not, I mean, I can't speak for the whole wide world, although people all over are telling me the same things, but it's definitely... It's, it's definitely uh, pretty sketch around my parts. That sounded better in my head than coming out of my mouth. So let's not worry about my parts. Okay. Well, shall we get into it? I have some stories. I'm going to get into my show notes here. Do some looking. <clears throat> uh, Vicky writes in. Vicky from Parts Unknown. <laughs> it's a really popular place for you guys. Vicky writes in and says, Some years ago, we were buying this empty lot. However, I saw a two-story greenhouse and horse stalls in the side yards. When we got home, I asked my husband how long and how costly the demolition would be. He looked dumbfounded and perplexed. Then he said, uh, Honey, that's, that's an empty lot. It's been vacant for years. Um, she was talking to her new neighbor and specifically stated that uh, there used to be a working farm with a green two-story house and horse stalls. She says, needless to say, I was in a state of shock and started questioning whether I was going nuts. What do you think happened there? Well, I mean, <clears throat> I spoke previously on the show about a time slip. A time slip is, I, I mean, it's not common, but, you know, the people do discuss this. Um, I remember a book a book that I'd read about um, uh, unexplained phenomena in in the state that I resided in when I was in the military about um, not just one person or a couple but uh, a few couples were on a trip and decided to stop at a diner they went into the diner 
Um, everything seemed very old-fashioned, even the prices. They ate their meals and went on their way, and um, on the way back, they wanted to stop again at this diner because it was so great, and it was not there. There was no diner. Um, just ruins of a building. It's pretty crazy when you think about it. I mean, it's one thing to think about slipping back in time or even slipping into the future. That has been purported by several people, but what if it's a, what if it's a ghost diner? What if you ate ghost food? That's, that's pretty crazy. Um, the other thing, the other thing that we, that could be going here is Vicky could be, at least for the moment, um, a little bit psychic. You never know. So, let me get back into, I've got a lengthy one here for, uh, from... Let's see. Uh, I have a, I have a lengthy story from Michael in Minnesota. Michael used to live in Omaha, Nebraska, and he's he's sent me a whole bunch of stuff here. He says, I remember back in 2004 when I was going to Metro Community College, one of my professors lived at the Fort Omaha campus in the house on General's Row, uh, the elaborate houses on the west side of the fort. He said we were there for a holiday party at his home. He said there was ghosts of former military personnel in the houses. We were taking a tour of the house on the third floor uh, where his office was. The door slammed shut and a whole shelf of books fell off the shelf like they were pushed off. My teacher said that that happened often if he was in the office after 8 p.m. working, like he was disturbing the spirit. He also said that he saw mirages of people in the den or viewing room where they had had deceased people's casket viewings on the main floor. That was pretty common back then. They were friendly ghosts, other than the one on the third floor slamming the door and throwing books. He also said that a maintenance worker for the college uh, encountered a ghost in the basement once. He heard a scream and saw an image of sorts, and then it disappeared. Um, he says, I believe there is documentation of the haunted Fort Omaha. And that's the thing about old military buildings, uh, very old military build buildings, especially if they're made out of, oh, neighbor's dog's barking. Uh, especially if they're made out of brick, uh, as I've mentioned before, quartz and limestone in the brick or in the geology um, can record and store energy and could potentially play it back. Um, 
let's see here. Michael goes on to say, as for the story um, of my parents' home, the motion light in the garage would turn on at weird hours of the night, usually between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. Um, Heidi is a green witch, and our neighbor Aaron has some spiritual powers. When the light in the garage turned on, they would often see an image of a pioneer fellow, 1850s era. He would always have a rifle in his hands. A few times when they would see him with the rifle, they would see images of Native Americans charging across the park in front of the house, running from the top of the hill down toward the house. Uh, that dog is just awesome. Um, <clears throat> uh, he gives us his dad's address, which I am not going to make public. Uh, he said they would also encounter a ghost that would that comes out of another neighbor's home two doors down. So one night sitting outside having a fire pit, um, Heidi and Aaron started to look into the yard and said, Thomas is back saying hello and wanted a beer and cigarette. So in 1977 and 1978, our old neighbors, the Johnsons, um, their son committed suicide by shotgun in their basement. Heidi and Aaron would not have known this or that his name, since no one ever told Heidi or Aaron about that. Neither of them were born until the 1980s and Aaron moved into his house in 2019. Um, <clears throat> one day, Aaron asked me who Margaret was I asked him why, and he said he met her ghost inside uh, his house the night before. So I asked, was she friendly or question mark? He said she just moaned and asked for help as she wasn't feeling well and needed 911. Then she disappeared. And I asked where he encountered her, and he said in the living room. So Margaret lived in this house from about 2001 to 2011. She had a heart attack and passed away uh, in the recliner in the living room. Aaron wouldn't have known about this either as, again, he moved into the house in 2019. Yeah, well, ghosty, ghosty stuff. Thank you, Michael, for sharing. And also, Vicky, if I didn't thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, well, I mean, old houses, Nebraska, uh, especially Omaha, Nebraska, has a whole lot of history to it, a whole lot of dark spooky history certain things come to mind um, <clears throat> there is the legend of Hummel Park which supposedly was a place for lynchings though that's never been it's never been found to be fact um also, there's the, the myth of the albino farm 
and um, it's yeah, uh, albino farm. Why would why would albinos need a farm? I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna get into that. It, that that is absolutely myth, um, but it is uh, urban ur- urban legend that is very popular, I suppose. Um, the pavilion at Hummel Park was purportedly used for satanic rituals, uh, especially especially during a time. Um, I believe 1970s to 1980s with the great satanic panic that swept across the United States. Um, there were key players that um, if you if, if you read the book or do the research, which I'm not going to give you the title of the book, that's on you guys. Um, this stemmed from a credit union, um, an orphanage, and went all the way up to the White House and beyond. Human trafficking, uh, satanic worship, um, all bad. Then, you know, in, in Omaha, you had the crime boss in uh, the 1910s and 1920s and 1930s, I believe. Tom Dennison. Tom Dennison was a a political gangster who owned uh, the police department. He influenced people with his with his money and power and thugs. Yeah, Omaha has a lot of dark history. I'm not surprised that there are ghosts. So, again, thank you for that. Um, what do we have here? Um, <clears throat> I've uh, got a story from Dumbfounded Dip. I'm not going to say the last word. We're just going to call you DDS. I appreciate your name. Also parts unknown although his story is from new york i'm gonna assume it's a he um as i have i have no idea anyway dds writes in and says sometimes while on an investigation the scariest things are human or human interference we're exploring slash investigating the new york farm colony it's an abandoned poorhouse in staten island While exploring, we heard strange sounds from inside some of the building, including footsteps. Could have been an animal. We arrived at one of the more creepy buildings in the dead of night. You have to cross a railless bridge to get to it. Once we got to the second floor, I noticed what appeared to be a person wrapped in a plastic bag, duct taped around the head and feet hanging from the ceiling. I froze. It was 50 feet in front of me. It looked so real. My partner caught up with me and noticed it. We were both in shock for a few seconds. 
We decided to move closer and closer. It looked more real. It was only when I was about 10 feet away that I realized it was only a bag of leaves duct taped to make it look like a person and hung from the ceiling. Yeah, DDS, uh, human interaction and human interference are definitely uh, sometimes the scariest parts of of an investigation. I have been on several myself. Thank you for that story. I have a, a small story from Emily. Uh, Emily uh, writes in from an undisclosed location. Sounds almost cooler than Parts Unknown, but Parts Unknown is still pretty fun. So many people live there. She is a nurse, and she said, well, tonight at work, I was in a residence room, and I set them on the toilet. That's, I'm, I'm going to break there. That's scary enough. I'm, I'm kidding. I was in a residence room, and I set them on the toilet and went to open the sheets on their bed, and when I turned around, the lights in the bathroom were flickering. Uh, when I was leaving, I had to go by the kitchen, and we also have uh, an Echo Dot um, which if I, I'm assuming a lot of people know what an echo dot is, but a lot of people don't, it's, um, <clears throat> um, oh, oh, there's the dogs again, um, Bluetooth speaker or a, a Wi-Fi speaker that lets you communicate with Amazon. Um, we have an echo dot in the kitchen. <clears throat> I went past it around nine and there was no music playing. Then when I was leaving at 11, there was music playing, and as soon as I opened the door, it shut off, and nobody there was messing with me. Well, Emily, nobody that you could see was messing with you. Thank you for your story. Thanks, Emily. Um, so... Um, I have hmm. I have to think about the story that I'm going to tell. The story that I'm going to tell is not one that I tell an awful lot. Um, when I was in the military, I got sent on a deployment to a very hot, very sandy place. Um, I was, I was not in the first Gulf War. I was not in the second Gulf War, although... Uh, a lot of people that were over there in between that time will tell you that the first Gulf War never really ended. Um, for all intents and purposes, um, I was over there during Operation Southern Watch. I was stationed at the 
the first base that would get that to to be overrun by Iraqi troops in the first Gulf War. I was at a place called Ali Al Salim Air Base in Kuwait, not terribly far from the Iraqi border. So as part of my special duty um, at that base, I was uh, a TAS administrator. Um, tactical Automated Security System. It's the same sensor system that at the time NASA was using. It uses microwave sensors, uh, vibration sensors, a whole lot of things, whole lot of things. And I was I was tasked with making sure that nobody broke the sensor field, and if they did, I would have to use my wide surveillance thermal imager and weed them out and dispatch. My office was in uh, a has a hardened aircraft structure. That I mean, this place was creepy. You could still see the bullet holes in the walls. Um, the particular has that I was that my office was in. Um, a bomb had been dropped dropped on it, and there were chunks of rebar and concrete from the ceiling, and that that area was cordoned off. You couldn't walk under it, and good God, you wouldn't want to. But you could still see faint outlines of bodies on on the walls from the bomb going off. It was disturbing. Uh, I worked overnights, and um, I would get dropped off by a patrol and go into my office. And one night was just god awful. About 20 minutes into my shift at, in my office,、uh, in the middle of the night, I heard laughing, deep vocal laughing. There were, there were, there. This was before there were funny devices where, you, I mean, nobody slipped a, a walkie-talkie into the room or anything like that. Believe me, I searched high and low, but I heard laughing for hours. The office adjacent to mine had a DSN phone、uh, in it, and it started to ring for hours and hours and hours. I'm getting a little bit of anxiety even talking about this.、Um, there's a cigarette butt can. Uh, one of those red、um, anti-fire cans outside of my door, so I could I could have a cigarette. And believe me,、uh, or believe you me, I was probably chain smoking that night.、Um, the you know with the door closed, I hear the lid on the butt can up and down, up and down, tap 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 tap, and I knew that's what it was because there's nothing else that makes that sound. And I'd go to the door, and it'd stop. Bear in mind, I have sensors all around this building. I have a thermal camera that can reach miles away. There's nothing in there with me. There's no one in there. There's nothing there. No, no animals. I mean, it's it's insane. And I felt like I was going insane. I maintain a level of healthy skepticism when it comes to any of this stuff. 
I don't go out to prove. I go to debunk. I couldn't debunk this. And that's left me with... Who knows? But it was terrifying. I still get goosebumps thinking about it. Well, that seems like a pretty good place for me to stop for this evening. Thank you all again for your stories. I love. I would love to hear more. I'm going to continue on doing this every Monday. You can get a hold of me on Facebook, Instagram, um, and you can email me directly at thenightsweatspodcast at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. Get a hold of me. Send me your stories so I can share them just like I shared mine. Good night.